Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You're listening to the 50 Shades of K podcast with host Elizabeth K, a podcast designed to empower, enlighten, and entertain with perspectives that most women are thinking, but not always saying. This is 50 Shades of K. How would you like to make six figures selling online? Does it sound too good to be true? Well, my guest here today is here to tell us that it's not too good to be true. It's possible. How she and her husband got into this is quite the story. And where they are now, they are building a brand and they want to take you along for the ride. They are here to offer their tips and tricks. I have Heather and her husband Parker's home with the three girls from Exclusive Elegance to tell us how to be successful selling online. Welcome. Thank you very much. I'm super excited to be here because this is so many people can get into this, and it's so easy if you just are motivated. And she is very motivated. Let me tell you, Heather and I met over the phone because we were talking on the show about how I was looking to sell my stepson's two bikes online. And it seemed overwhelming to me because I'd never done that before. And so my question was, do I go to Amazon? Do I go to the Facebook marketplace? Do I just have a rummage sale? And then, Heather, you called into the show And you just opened up this whole can of worms because you told us about your brand, Exclusive Elegance, Mm -hmm. and how you and your husband got into this almost accidentally, right? What was your story? Yes. So my dad is a, he was a physics teacher and he loves trains and he would sell his extra trains on eBay. And so as he was doing this, he's like, I had some extra bath and body works. This is actually how it originally started. Oh my gosh. I had extra bath I didn't hear this retired, story. Yeah, I don't think I told you this. Extra retired bath and body works um, items. And I'm like, I need to get rid of this. Like I had a whole cabinet full. I had like an addiction. <laughs> so I, I, think, some- I, I think we all did at that age, right? Yes. I mean, how old were you at this time? Oh, maybe 20. Yes, exactly. 20s. That's like mm-hmm. what we bought for our perfume and things. Exactly. And so I put it up. And that thing sold for $50 and I instantly was hooked. Well, because that's pretty easy. Oh my gosh, it was so easy. I put it up on eBay, sold it. I think it was auction. And at that time, auctions were pretty popular on eBay and that's kind of gone a wayside. It's more buy it now now for eBay. Now, what happened though with your husband? Didn't you say he was going to be a cop? Yes. So he was going to school. I was pregnant with our second Savannah and he went through the whole process. I mean, the associates, the police academy, everything. And at the end, he's like... I don't think this is right. And I was like, okay. <laughs> like, I had to take a breath because I'm like, I completely back up anyone that wants to do education. I'm like, okay, now what are we going to yeah, do? Yeah, what are we going to do now? Yeah. And baby number two is on the way. Yes. So at that point, we were casually selling on eBay. So I think at that but time. But like, what were you selling? Like your personal items? No, we were sourcing at that time, but real casual. And so sourcing means what? Going out and buying stuff at rummage sales, estate sales. And at that time, selling some of our stuff around the house. 
There is a statistic that about everyone has without selling or going sourcing. You have three to five thousand dollars in your house that you can sell. What? Yes. Where? <laughs> the stuff you don't use, old clothing, brands. Well, kind of like the two bikes that we had. Brayson had outgrown these two bikes and they were just collecting dust. Exactly. In the garage. And then once we sold that, I was looking at some of the Harley memorabilia that I have. I have things with tags on. Harley sells. Yeah. I, yes. I learned that. I have some stuff with tags on. I don't even really remember where I got it from. I don't I don't mm-hmm. know if I was gifted these items or if I bought them. I have a lot of it. There's and, part of your three to five thousand. Yes. And I sold this like button up. For $40. That's right. People don't understand the value of secondhand clothing, especially now it's becoming trendy and popular. Like the old, like vintage block style Adidas is huge now. This like, there's a trend going on with secondary thrifts that's in now. As Does before. it need to be brand new though? Does it no. have Because I had items with tags on it and I kind of felt like, all right, that's, that can show someone this has never been worn. Nope. Most of my stuff is used. Almost, what? I'd say probably 99% of our stuff is used. The clothes that, that you're selling? Well, we do everything and anything. So anything that makes me money, I will sell. So initially when we started, back when Parker decided to stay at home, mm-hmm. we were doing hard goods at the time because I'm a full-time, I work as well. And again, I'm trying to dumb this down for everyone. Hard goods means? Like collectibles, uh, okay. anything that... Uh, has to not clothing and shoes. Okay. We didn't do clothing shoes at all until one year ago. So this whole time we've been selling all these collectibles and flatware and we'll do anything. We'll pick up anything as long as it has value to it. And how do you know if something does have value? I know you say you go to these estate sales and you've been doing this for over 10 years. So she does know what she's talking about. She mm-hmm. she's an expert and you're you're doing very well with it. How do you know? I mean, I get you could go to an estate sale and see like Swarovski crystal mm-hmm. or, or like Waterford. Like mm-hmm. you, you know that. But how do you know if something. It takes a long time. Do you use an app? You do. So it is overwhelming in the beginning. That's, what, say that's that. where I'm at. I'm sitting here going, oh my gosh, how do you know? You cannot be scared. So you can't. You just have to go into this full force, be determined and just go. So a lot of people are a little apprehensive of estate sales, but they're actually a lot of fun. I love it, especially because I'm an adrenaline junkie. So <laughs> I love going because it's the thrill of the hunt. A lot of resellers will say it's a thrill of a hunt because when you get that good find, it's great. But what we do is... You can go to statesales.net. That's the website that we use. We generally go to Chicago because Chicago has great sales every weekend. I can find a state sale every weekend if I want to. I don't even have enough money to buy all the stuff that's in Chicago right now. They have so many estate sales all year long. It's a hot hub of high-end designer collectibles. You just have to scour the estate sales. They'll show you all the pictures so you know what you're getting into and you know what sales are the good ones to go to. You can see ahead of time. Yes. You ever gotten into a little barter war with someone? Uh, I always hate going with the estate sale companies, but I'm so well established with a lot of them. One, I pick the estate sale companies I like. I keep a running tally. I have a Word document of who I like, how they price. I call them beforehand to kind of get an idea of how they're pricing if I don't know them. And then when I come in there, they generally know I'm a big bulk buyer. So when I talk to them, I'm generally like, look, I'm going to fill my SUV today. What kind of price can you give me? And I'll be very social and talk to them the entire time. And we just kind of build a quick 
rapport. Just like I do in the emergency room as a physician assistant, I build a very good rapport with people quickly. Okay. And that, I think, goes a very long way. So the estate sale companies, they'll even contact me for private estates. Like, they'll contact me to come in before an estate sale sometimes because they know I'm a bulk buyer. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Now, for someone that is just starting out, though, Mm -hmm. do they go to these estate sales with a plan? You're saying look ahead of time Mm -hmm. online. Do they come with cash? It depends. Most of the time, they'll on estatesales.net, they'll tell you what they accept. So oh, they'll so tell look you for cash. That. Most of them accept credit cards now. What if it's a giant piece that you don't have room to put in your vehicle? What do you, what do, you do in that I case? I don't buy big stuff anymore. Oh, wow. So I used to buy, I mean, I used to buy, I bought Schwinn vintage bicycles. I've shipped them to California. I've had steamer trunks that were huge I've sold. Yeah, there's good profit on them. It's just so hard to pack. So we've been through all that, and we've kind of scaled the size down. Where do you get all your packing stuff from? Do you have, like, a warehouse at your house? uh, It's a funny story. So What's uh, the story, Heather? All right. So the hospital loves me because it's a central supply. Any local hospital you can go to, they have tons of free boxes. Yes. When my mom wore, so my mom's retired now. She was an operating room tech. Mm -hmm. Everyone would go to my mom for boxes. That's right. And then when she retired... Where do we go for the boxes? You have to establish with those people. So you have to go there. They are more than willing to give it to you because, one, the hospital pays to get that recycled. Two, you generally, I break down the boxes for them, so it's one less guy that has to do it. So I'm actually saving them money. And three, they have packing. Air pillows, bubble wrap for free, and they're throwing it in the garbage. So you're upcycling as well, so you can use it a secondary time. My gosh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could tell over 10 years, you really know exactly what, what it is that you're talking about here. Now, what items sell well? Like if someone's sitting here saying, I, I don't know what predicament they're in, but let's say they're like, I, I need to make $5,000 in the next year, mm-hmm. I'm going to start selling stuff. Like, what would you say to somebody that hands down they'll make money? I think if you're beginning, I think the best thing is to go onto YouTube and watch videos. Look up eBay sellers. I am constantly learning. So on the way up here, I actually was listening to an Amazon podcast. Oh, cool. So I am always listening in the car at work in between patients. I'm listening. I'm listening to things just kind of in the background if I'm listening so that I can learn. So that's an easy way for people because people get so overwhelmed by the process of learning. Well, and and the excitement because I'm just getting like excited talking to you about this Mm -hmm. because like I had mentioned to you when we first talked that this has always been something in the back of my mind. It just it's it's always been something I've been mm-hmm. intrigued with. You know, there's people that love watching the DIY shows cuz it's like it's in their blood that one day they're going to take on that big project. Mm-hmm. I'm very interested in this because I can see that people are successful. Yes. I mean, it is I'm telling you the sky is the limit. So when I was off for a surgery last year, we at that time we had been we're very well established on eBay. We were making about 7500 a month. And I at home said, you know what, Parker, I'm going to work on this every day. We're going to go source every week and let's see what happens. And so the day after my surgery, (laughs) I'm out listing and I'm putting stuff on eBay. (laughs) I mean, I'm nuts like that. And uh, we doubled our income. So we went to 15,000 in a month. Wow. Mm -hmm. And you've established now an LLC because people have to also be in mind that you're making this money, but you could tax it on this money. You've got to file and everything like that because it's income. Yes. 
Now, so, did you establish that right away? You don't have to, no, but I would recommend getting tax-exempt status because when you go thrift at, like, like the Goodwill bins are very close to here. So a lot of people thrift Goodwill and, like, Salvation Army, those places, but their prices are a bit high. So if you're buy like, a Goodwill bins, which there's one in Racine now, they just open. So that's why I haven't been doing clothes and shoes and purses until that place opened because it's on the dollar. So you pay a dollar a pound for oh. everything. So you're finding coach purses, Ugg boots. How do you know it's authentic, though? So purses, you got to be really careful. Purses, yeah. I... Because I'm a purse girl. Yes. Yeah, so purses, you have to be really good about knowing purses. I'd say that's the biggest thing that gets faked is purses. So I steered clear of them for a long time. But there's a lot of, like, fossil leather. Like, people are really into... There's anthropology. There's free people, purses. You can find everything there. And yeah. people kind of bypass... Even like uh, Nine West, you know, even Liz Claiborne, even the lower end things, they still sell if they're in really good condition. It just depends on what profit margins you want. So the biggest mistake I see new people do is they don't go for big enough profit margins. So when we started, I was not going to sell anything less than $50. I could appreciate that because time is money. That's right. And you know what? It wasn't worth it to me with a family. I wanted to make sure it was worth it to me to sell it. I would never buy anything that wouldn't sell under 50 bucks when I was part-time. So when we were doing it almost as a hobby, we were only looking for things that sold 50 and above. Yeah. So that's how we started. And then as we got bigger and got listers and had people doing it for us, the profits we thought, okay, $15 and above was enough, but we actually found it wasn't. So now we source at about 20 to 25 for clothing, shoes, and purses. So it's just not worth it to us to be any lower than that. What would you say to some of the the doubters or the haters? Because there are definitely people that feel goodwill is meant to be there to help people that can't afford to mm-hmm. go to a store and buy full price clothes and that perhaps if someone goes in and buys this that was priced to help those that really need it and then make a profit off of it. I just I've seen people talk about that that's sort of frowned upon. What do you say about to that? I guess I've never really had that negativity blasted at me yet. I have a lot of people that can't believe that like I sell the stuff for what I do, the prices. Yeah. So many people doubt that things sell so well. And there's even when I started, I remember spending fifty dollars in a state sale and I'm like, oh my gosh, I hope I'm not stuck with this stuff. <laughs> like this stuff is ugly and hideous and how am I gonna sell this? I remember thinking that when I first started and you get used to it. Like now we go to estate sales and we spend thousands of dollars on a weekend just building up our inventory and reselling it. But you're making a profit on it all too so for what you're spending you're still getting more back what is the downside uh it's it's a lot of work it has you have to be self-motivating yeah if you are not self-motivated this job is not for you but that's also sales in general Mm -hmm. if you do any kind of sales job you you have to be motivated i mean a lot of sales positions if not most of them are commission-based right the work you put in is what you'll get what you'll get out of it. Now, what mistakes did you make early on that you want new sellers to know about now? I think one big thing is buying things too low. That is a big, big common mistake I yeah. see that people do. And I would say, don't be afraid. I have so many people who are like, well, I really want to do it. So many people talk to me about it. I'd say maybe 10% of them will follow through with it because they're scared. It's that fear, the fear of not knowing how to do something. And they're kind of in their comfort zone. And once sure. you kind of let go of that, it becomes easier and easier process every time. Like for us, we're making 
slow, calculated risks every time we're moving and getting bigger and bigger. The only way to get bigger is to let go of that fear and move forward and try things you haven't done and reassess your business. So we're always changing things, trying different tactics, using different sales mechanisms with eBay. And they're always coming out with different analytics or something you can change or look at to try and reassess if we should try something different. So we're always analyzing the business and what we're doing. And what websites do you use the most? Uh, Well, we're mainly, I I guess we just, uh, estatesales.net is one of the big ones we use for estate sales. But where do you sell your stuff? Oh, where we sell it? eBay and Poshmark. We just started on Poshmark about a year ago, and it takes a little finessing. But I would say for people that are new, it's very easy to use. Okay eBay's a little, you have to be a little more computer savvy. And it's got a lot of clicking and a lot of figuring out everything. As Poshmark's very straightforward for someone that just wants to sell something at their home. Which is not, that's a benefit to it then. Exactly. I would say it's easy to sell clothing and things like that. And Poshmark has no returns. So eBay is a little bit more corporate based almost. Like they have a lot of more checks and balances in place. As Posh is a little more for like someone just starting out. If you make a mistake or something or have problems, it's a little more forgiving, I would say, than eBay. What do you mean no returns? If something sells on uh, Poshmark, there's no returns. They, they can open a case. There are ways to get it back or return. I see if what If there's you a mean. big problem. Have you ever had any problems? I've had some cases open. Poshmark people are a little more finicky, I would say, yeah. than eBay. They are a little more specific about things. I only put really good stuff up on Poshmark, so it's a little more So there's not trendy. really a chance of there being any kind of issues then if you put those items up there, We I make suppose. mistakes sometimes. Sure. It happens. Like when we're listing, we might miss something, and that's totally our mistake. And we're like, send it back. No big deal. We really pride on being like customer service. We really want to have really good customer service because in the and we, that's important to us. Yeah, because you want to keep this business going and, and yeah. growing. Yep. So we're 100%. We return stuff all the time. We are 100% returns on eBay. So we take back anything people aren't happy with. We oh, send a nice. thank you card to them. In you our, do send a thank you card. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, I guess because you want them to keep going to your account then for, right. more, for more stuff. Because you these are your customers. Right. You want them to keep coming back. Now, what about if you are posting something And let's say I'm thinking purses, shoes, anything from nice collector's items, you know, plates or whatever you get at estate sales. How do you get that proof that it's real or authentic? What if it's, oh, I have the vase, but not the certificate? Yes. Do you follow? Like, what do you do for those items? Right. So things that you know are a concern or fakes, like Louis Vuittons, like I kind of steer clear of them unless I can see a receipt at a state sale, especially purses, because I'm just not very good at it. Yeah. We're kind of like the jack of all traits. Okay. So I'm not an expert in any area, and I don't feel people should probably try and home in on one area because you're leaving thousands of dollars on the table. Yeah. Like, if you're only going to a state sale to pick up Waterford and that's the only thing you know about you know what this is priced at and there's Soroski's or there's Yadros or there's something else on the other table you're just totally bypassing you're just leaving thousands of dollars on the table but buyers don't require that proof that it's real? You'll know. So you'll learn markings. So like Swarovski's always have the swan. So you always know it's etched on it. You know that's a Swarovski. So you learn how those brands stamp their logo on. So you know they're authentic. So you could see if it was fraud exactly. or not. Exactly. Yep. I so- can understand why you would steer clear of some of the purses. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I love to shop consignment sales and I sell at consignment sales. Mm-hmm. I think those are great and I enjoy them. But I can see how even going as a shopper... 
sometimes I can be skeptical too, mm-hmm. where it, it just something doesn't look or feel right about it and then I bypass it. If it's a picture, I suppose it might be hard to tell. Um, How do you take your pictures? Uh, So we have a lighting kit. I think they're about like 60 bucks. Good lighting. That's really important because if you have very poor lighting or poor pictures, it's very hard. The buyers will bypass your item and go to someone that has better pictures. Well, it just looks sketchy. (laughs) Exactly. And Google actually now, so eBay is working really, working together with Google to promote all their items onto Google searches. So it's a huge up and coming thing that they've been working on very hard for the past couple of years. We went to eBay open last year and this was something that they were. I went to the conference that they were talking about it. They want white backgrounds because Google can pull it in easier. So if they have a white background, so just a plain white is the best. No distraction in the back. You don't want, you should see my earlier pictures. When we first started this, (laughs) kitchen background, windows, probably dishes. I don't know. It was terrible. I feel feel like that, though, with certain pictures you just see on social media. It's like you didn't see that your shower full of mildew and the curtains pulled back is all in the background of this photo. Exactly. Well, our pictures here at the radio station, people pay attention to some of the craziest things in the background. So now my family knows what's behind us, what's going on. Is <laughs> is the dog licking her privates behind us? Like, what's happening? Because exactly. It's just, so pay attention to that. Good lighting. Good lighting, good pictures. I would definitely invest in a good lighting kit. I think it makes a world of a difference when you oh, have pictures. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Lighting is everything. Talk mm-hmm. to people in television. It really is. Well, we could go on and on because you are just full of information. And, and maybe we'll have you back, Heather, Definitely. to talk a little bit more about this. Mm-hmm. Because I know there's a whole other step to this, which is you and your husband are starting a private label, a, a private brand that you're working on. But that I really do feel is like another podcast because we could go on about that. If people have questions, do you care if they reach out to you on Instagram? No problems. I'm actually thinking about doing like a meetup to try and help people. Like I love You should. I love, you know what? I Let like Let me giving, know if you're going to do that. Yeah, I love giving women, especially independence and like making your own money, especially moms at home. Like I'm a physician assistant by trade. I've been doing it for 14 years and my priorities have changed. Having girls at home, I want to be home more and this is where all this stemmed from was being home with my girls. And so I've dropped my hours as low as I can go and we've just been building this brand and doing eBay so I can be at home and it's very important to me. Like having my husband at home is awesome. So we were like he stays at home and he's been watching the girls since we've had our second born. That's unbelievable Mm -hmm. so what we could do this 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 has allowed us that freedom to do that well and it kind of reminds me in a way of like what network marketing is and i have Mm -hmm. friends that are very successful in that world the concept of you're working with your computer you're working where there's wi-fi so you Mm -hmm. could be doing this on vacation you could be doing this from your phone if you're at your child's practice Mm -hmm. and it really does fit into the lifestyle of parents right and can be extremely successful when you start listening to all these people in the beginning i kind of was like I think I can do this private label last year. And as you kind of keep trending and listening, you're like, I think I can do this. And now I'm like, oh, I'm going to do this. Like it's happening and we're making a private label. And what does that mean when you say a private label? So we'll have our own products. So they will be branded by us with our logo and our name and we're designing them. So they were made from us with my little girls. So my girls were my inspiration for our first product. What's your first product? It's going to be a blanket for girls. Okay. So it's coming and we're working on it. We're getting our sample right now and we'll go into mass production and then we'll start on Amazon. We'll go on eBay and then we'll just keep building on the brand. When you launch it, 
will you come back on Fifty Shades of K and we'll talk about it? I think so. I think I can. You know, I just have to figure out if it's appropriate when it comes to like private yeah. labels. Some people. Hey, let me know. You let me know. But I'd love to talk more about that when when the time is right, when it's right for you guys. Heather, thank you for being here. Exclusive Elegance. You can find them on Instagram at Exclusive Elegance. Two E's in the middle. And they can just send you a, a DM there and, Definitely. and reach out. I'd love to put on some kind of, I should probably organize like a meetup maybe in Racine area by the eye or something if if I get enough interest I would definitely put on a meeting just to kind of go over things yeah and I'm interested in this I I like I said I always have been especially in, in, in my line of work we are so incredibly busy in the summer mm-hmm. and then we're just as busy in the fall and then the winter with a lot of holiday events but come about January to May Things really slow down, and and that's where I sort of sit there and go, I should be doing something. And you could bring the family. Like we're trying to build our you girls bring your into girls. the family. Yeah. I bring my girls everywhere. They help me list. They take. If you look at our Instagram, they'll help put things away. They pull things for us. They help us give stuff to the mailman. They do. I try and involve them as much as possible. They come to the state sales. They go to the Goodwill bins with us. That's they smart. Source the Teach little them one. the family business. Oh my gosh, that little one. She's got some fashion style, man. She finds. <laughs> everything <laughs> mom sell this yeah now do you ever much. find stuff that you keep minimally yeah. i don't keep that much okay and especially like i have a beautiful dom lion i bought for 500 dollars. it's up on ebay right now for i think i got up for two thousand dollars it's gorgeous Jeez. i can appreciate it but i don't want to keep you that. also appreciate that cash though too that's you right and that i paid a lot of money else. for that thing so you get after time, you get real comfortable dropping money on big items like yeah. this. So if I, you asked me if eight years ago, would I spend $500 on one item? I would have like said, no way. And so it's just, you become real comfortable with what you're doing and you just keep, we just keep reinvesting. So my job helps pay for the bills and eBay is like a machine. We just keep dumping the money back in. The yeah. mistake you don't want to make is spending it. You want to just keep reinvesting, reinvesting and getting bigger. So we just keep reinvesting and reinvesting. And now the private label, that's where we're putting our money into and learning and all that there's lots of programs out there where you can learn i haven't personally bought there's a lot of people gurus that sell how to do your own fba or where you send it into amazon so you can make a brand and you can send it to amazon they will pack it they will do your customer service they'll do your returns how about that they're there's so many aspects I have even hit with well, you. Well, because they want to, they want to continue online shopping, right? But e-commerce is going to just get bigger and bigger and bigger, and Amazon's a monster right now, and it's just going to grow. And people like convenience, and so that's why all these like local businesses are going out of yeah. business because everyone's buying online, especially from Amazon. I think Amazon brings in thirty percent of retail online, and so that's why we really want to get on Amazon because there's a huge huge market we're not yeah, tapped into right yet. right exciting stuff mm-hmm. thank you Thanks for being for here me. heather i'm so glad you called into the show and now here we are recording this podcast follow her online it's really been eye-opening of what you're doing and you say easy but i know you're working really 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 hard at what you do but the basics sound like just about anybody with some motivation could that, really do this that's exactly what it is it is And not a lot of money to get started. There's not a lot of startup costs. You do not. And you know what? A lot of people that say, I don't have any money. I don't have any money. You just take a couple things around your house and you just reinvest that again, reinvest it again. And you just keep building and building and building and building. There's multiple eBay sellers that'll tell you that story. They didn't have... 
they didn't have any money and they just reinvested and reinvested and that's how you build and that's what we do we just keep reinvesting and building and building wow well congratulations on all the success thank you thank you for being here when you're ready we'll talk again okay excellent and let me know about the meetup yes i will all right thank you again This has been the 50 Shades of K podcast with host Elizabeth K. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend. Make sure to subscribe on iTunes and leave a review. Thanks for listening. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.